Hey there, friends. Welcome once more to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your loyal host, Matthew. On this podcast, I like to talk all things health and well-being. Every Monday and Thursday, 334 episodes in the archive so far. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please like, subscribe, share and do leave the podcast a positive review. And uh, have to say thank you so much for all of the downloads for the last episode. Yes, the one with Sean Conway. Episode number 334. Huge interest in him, his outlook, his philosophy and his incredible achievements. Do check out that episode and indeed all of the others in the Happy Habit Archive. Now, so many things we do can contribute directly to our progress. We've talked at length about the value of having a can-do attitude, a a growth mindset, visualisation. We've covered the keys to productivity and how to eradicate procrastination. Remember, you are the product of the choices you make and those choices are heavily influenced by your relationship with yourself, how you see and how you talk to yourself. You're probably familiar with the term imposter syndrome. This is defined as the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Amazingly, up to 70% of us will experience imposter syndrome at one point or other in our lives. Heck, you may quite possibly be experiencing imposter syndrome right now. And if you are, you are in good company because some of the best known people have experienced imposter syndrome. I'm talking about people like Michelle Obama, former First Lady of the United States. She is on record as saying, I quote, I still have a little imposter syndrome. It doesn't go away. That feeling that you shouldn't take me that seriously. What do I know? I share that with you because we all have doubts in our abilities and our power and what that power is. End quote. Robert Pattison, Hollywood star, he says, in a lot of ways, I'm quite proud that I'm still getting jobs. Because of falling into a job, you always feel like you're a fraud and that you're going to be thrown out at any second. Actress Amy Adams shares her thoughts on imposter syndrome by saying, After filming Catch Me If You Can, I choked. I felt this pressure to suddenly be this level of actress that I wasn't confident enough to be. I did a series of really bad auditions. I let the nerves get the best of me. And the couple of years after that, I thought, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough to continue with this level of rejection. It was a case of, what am I going to do with my life? I'm using very familiar names here to illustrate a point, not to glorify them, but to demonstrate that regardless of their success, being incredibly famous, seemingly confident, gregarious, talented, rich, wildly successful, these people can and do feel like a fraud. So in essence, they are just as human as everyone else in feeling that they will be exposed for the frauds that they are at any given moment. I love the fact that these people are being so candid. They desperately want to show us that the trappings of success and their career trajectories are guarantees of nothing. They are not statements of fact. 
beneath the veneer of success and fame for these celebrities, at times lies an insecurity, one that everyone is familiar with regardless of background or accomplishment. With that being said, let's look at some ways to deal with imposter syndrome. Well, first of all, we have to remove emotion from the moment. When you are feeling like an imposter, the key word here is feeling. But feelings are not to be confused with concrete facts. We just feel a particular way at a particular moment in time. But that does not mean the thing that is prompting us to feel that way is true or factual. Look objectively at your situation. Be dispassionate. Remove emotion. And ask yourself questions like, is it true that I'm really terrible at public speaking? Can I not speak at all? especially seeing as I've been doing it for years. Is it true that I'm a bad leader, given I'm repeatedly charged with responsibility to lead other people and I'm congratulated for a job well done? So to negate the bad feeling associated with being an imposter, we seek facts. We seek confirmation of the truth about our skills and capabilities. We do not rely on our feelings. Next up, we can look beyond ourselves for verification that we are indeed good at what we do. We can talk to work colleagues, to management higher up, people who promoted us, friends and family who will invariably give us examples from our past where we delivered time and again, providing proof that we are not the imposters we are thinking ourselves to be. One damaging habit that many of us engage in, which absolutely will fuel any inkling that we might be an imposter, is the habit of comparing ourselves to others. When we do this, we place other people on a pedestal and we knock ourselves down at the same time. Look, nobody is perfect. So comparing ourselves to someone else and thinking they are far better than we are and that nothing is going wrong for them is not fact. Neither is your flawed thinking that you are in some way less than in comparison with them. Again, stick with the facts when looking at your own skills, accomplishments and when looking at others. Another crucial aspect to handling imposter syndrome is how you deal with what you expect of yourself. You really have to be realistic. Rome, as they say, was not built in a day. It's going to take time to build progress to achieve anything of note. So give yourself a realistic time frame to facilitate progress to happen. If you rush things, you start to berate yourself for not fulfilling whatever expectations you had. But this will be utterly counterproductive to your achieving your goals, as it will undermine your confidence and promote negative self-talk, which really is the language of imposter syndrome. Be realistic with your expectations of yourself as far as what is manageable and as far as a time frame is concerned. You absolutely must see failure as an inevitable part of progress. I've laboured this point many times before, but it can't ever be said enough. If you are expecting a straight line of progress rising up forever without any deviation whatsoever, because everything always goes your way, then you are living in the clouds and are setting yourself up for disappointment. You must expect failure because it is coming at some point or another. And when it does, it won't shock you. 
you won't be hard on yourself and you won't see yourself as a failure or a fraud because you expected it. Now, you have to manage the situation when it happens so that the failure, this negative outcome, can be turned into something positive, an opportunity that can provide learning and one that can galvanise you to move forward. When you do achieve anything, and I mean anything, regardless of how seemingly insignificant it is in the greater scheme of things, take the time to celebrate that win. Don't be the person that glosses over success because you're too busy looking over the horizon for the next step or the next problem. Problems will come. So enjoy the win today. Luxuriate in that feeling. If you do this often enough, you get used to feeling like a winner, which is the opposite of feeling like an imposter. Start visualizing. Build a picture of what success looks like for you. Remember, the language of the brain is that of images. When you dream, you dream in images. So use this knowledge to talk to the brain. Present it with the images you want to become a reality. This is something that has been used by the most successful people for generations. When you see what you want to achieve, you are far less likely to undermine yourself in pursuit of that goal. So indulge in painting a detailed picture of what your goal is. The imagination is extraordinarily powerful. Use it in your favour instead of indulging in fueling an imposter syndrome, which itself is simply you using your imagination to create a picture of you failing in your own mind. We said earlier, feelings are just feelings, they are not facts. Neither are thoughts and neither are opinions. They are not facts. The very fact that you can observe your thoughts or opinions means you are separate from them. They are not you. They don't constitute your identity. When we think we are an imposter, those thoughts are loud. They occupy our minds. And we make the mistake of thinking, because they are loud, that they are factual, that they are true. This is nonsense. We must not be tricked into believing that the loudest thoughts we hear in our minds is the honest truth. It's simply what we give our attention to, that is all. Your thoughts and opinions, especially about yourself and your abilities, are like images on a cinema screen. They dominate that screen. But the cinema reel can be altered for another. One that works for us rather than against us. In summary, imposter syndrome is a negative state, not one we want to find ourselves in or indulge. It is a state founded on inaccuracies and sometimes downright lies. It is a state where we are unkind to ourselves, heaping unrealistic expectations on our shoulders, where we lionize and worship others and their achievements and diminish or totally negate our own successes and achievements. Instead, we need to rely on being factual, realistic, kind, celebratory of our own successes and collaborate with those people who see us as winners and who can share in making us bring our vision of our success into the world. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. If you're one of the many and growing numbers of people enjoying listening to the podcast, please like, subscribe, share and do leave the podcast a positive review. Until next time, stay happy. Thank you.